The views and opinions expressed by the hosts and guests of Reality Realty are not necessarily the views or opinions of Northumberland 89.7 FM. The information given is designed to be informative and helpful. You should always consult a professional when buying or selling your home. This is Reality Realty. I'm Dale Bryant, and I'm a real estate broker with Royal LePage, Pro Alliance Realty Brokerage, Northumberland 89.7 FM's local real estate forum starts now. What a stack morning, one hour of food, recipes, and dining with Chef's Corner, and now an hour of the most talked about topic in restaurant settings. Every Thursday morning at this time, we take on, we talk about, and we interview guests on all things real estate with a direct focus on Northumberland County and the communities within it. We're wrapping up today a three-part series on accessible homes and universal design within the home. We've broken it down uh, in the past couple episodes into home features. We've looked room by room at what accessible features would include. We've explored the universal design and what it's all about. And last week, we just started looking at available funding to implement accessibility features for those who have disabilities. We'll continue looking at funding today. And we'll get into some realities of buying and selling homes with accessibility in mind. Often based on personal experiences today, I think that's what you're going to hear a lot of. Today in the studio, we will have Carol Ann Bell-Smith. Carol Ann is a registered nurse. Carol Ann is also a doctor of metaphysical science, an artist, and has first-hand experience with accessibility challenges and solutions. But before we get into today's topics, let's see what's happening in Snapshot. Snapshot is a report of the July 26, 2018 local residential real estate market right here in our county. There have been 139 single-family residential sales over the past month, an increase of 14 over last week's report. That leaves us with an inventory of 458 residential listings for sale. Average selling price of successful sales over the past year has risen slightly to approximately $399,000. During this past year, people have received on average approximately 98% of their asking price in a market time of 45 days. Northumberland County is in a seller's market with an absorption rate at approximately 30% based on past month's sales trend. This means we have a residential home inventory that can satisfy approximately 3.3 months of sales at the rate homes have been selling. I research these Northumberland County statistics and calculate the absorption rate using information from CoreLogic's matrix system. Matrix is the local realtor component of the MLS system. So if you're thinking of buying or selling a home, you'll want this kind of information to be area specific, specific to the property type you're dealing with and the price band it's in. Talk to your local realtor to understand the Northumberland market information most relevant to you. Mortgage rates today. Five-year fixed is as low as 3.34%. 
and five-year variable is as low as 2.66%. As always, some conditions do apply. And today's mortgage rates come to us from mortgage broker Carol Ann Bryant with Dominion Lending Centers Alliance. And folks, that is your current snapshot of the residential real estate market right here in Northumberland County. And I would just like to remind the listeners that the views and opinions expressed on Reality Realty or any of the articles presented do not represent the views and opinions of the station of the Northumberland Hills Association of Realtors of any real estate brokerage or any other realtor. They're just simply our views and opinions at this time. And saying that, they're usually right. So, (laughs) just, just a little sense of humor there. So, we are wrapping up a three-part series today on accessible homes and universal design within the home today. And we'll be talking about today funding, about the kind of funding that could be uh, available for accessibility projects. And we'll get into the realities of buying and selling homes with accessibility in mind. And to give us insight and real life experience with these topics is Carol Ann Bell-Smith, Carol Ann, welcome back to the show. Thank you, Dale. For part three, you, you are, Carol Ann, you are the only the second person who, who's done a three-part series on this show. Wow. And I think it's great. I, I love, now I'm hosting it, right? So, uh, I mean, I, I hear it and see it from a different perspective, but I absolutely love the way we can actually get into a topic on a three-part series we're not rushed through something at the end of the show. We're not saying, oh, there was more to talk about. We, we can really just sit down and uh, as if you were in your living room or at the kitchen table and sit down and talk about things and, and you know, ask questions through it and, and really, really learn about it. It's a big topic. It is. Yeah. You know, and it's a timely one. You know, boomers are getting older. There's lots of them. We know that every year more and more folks are needing these kinds of pieces of information, needing accessible residences, thinking about what happens if or having a slip or a trip or a fall or a disease happen and, and being forced into think of thinking about these kinds of things. And I think it's important at least to make people aware of what is out there. I totally agree, and 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 I've now I, I said a lot of this is from my own my own perspective being here at the mic, uh, but I've also had a lot of feedback, um, especially after week one when we first started the show, a lot of feedback uh, about people really enjoying it, and and as we just came in today, I mean Chef Michelle, uh, as she was leaving her show and and coming in, and and she mentioned that last week too that she she said she's really she's been able to catch quite a bit of it and really enjoying the content of this particular series, and and thank you so much for making the time commitment too because that's uh, that's three mornings. Three Thursday mornings in a row that you've put aside for this and and really appreciate it. Oh, you're very welcome. I think it's really, really important uh, to cover a topic like this for folks who may even not need it right now because Mm -hmm. the time to think about it is not when you're in the throes of whatever has happened to you. The time to think about it is before. When you're thinking about your next house purchase, for example, or your first house purchase, people are staying longer in their homes, I think. The boomers, Mm -hmm. you know, they're looking for their final home. And this is the time to think about now what could happen in the future? Will this work for me? How would I modify it if I had to? What if I had a friend with a disability mm-hmm. and I, you know, I would love for them to come to dinner at my house? 
um, would I be able to do that? It's the time to think about it is before. I, I completely agree. And, and just to recap some of the things we, we were talking about in the past two weeks, uh, a lot of it all focused around universal design and how universal design really and truly when when applied properly you don't even know that that home was made accessible and I know from bringing buyers in homes all the time when we see the front door is just a little bit larger and we see the roominess and open concept people people and this is people that are fully abled to to go into any home they're they're thinking wow this there's something special about this home they're not thinking this is for accessibility so i mean the time is now do it now because there's the the benefits of it, it just it just creates a a more pleasing home for everyone to be in um funding funding we're going to look at we j we just we just started to talk about that last week, didn't we? We did. We yeah. just, in fact, we just, I think the only thing we really talked about, the Easter Seals funding for children with disabilities, uh, the $3,000 that's available for mm -hmm. things like a stair lift or a piece of equipment, that kind of thing. Not much money. No. Granted, it's not. And that's, <coughs> I think, one of, there's, a, there's an overarching theme here. Uh, maybe people don't realize this. And, and maybe it's a really good thing to talk about on the radio for everyone to hear. Next time you go and vote for a candidate, uh, there isn't a lot of disability funding. All of my disability renovations, all of them, have been self-funded, mm -hmm. usually by the proceeds of the sale of the previous home. Hopefully, sometimes I've lost a whole pile of money because, you know, there isn't any other way to do it. And so thinking about the future, thinking about where you are now, ask folks at the next election. Ask at candidates' meeting What's your plan? Mm -hmm. What's your plan for people with disabilities? You may find yourself one one day. You will find yourself one eventually. Yeah. But it, you know, again, these programs are they're limited for sure. So I, I have to tell that full disclosure. It's it's not easy. Mm -hmm. It's not easy, and it's a struggle. And you just you know, a lot of times you're borrowing money to do it, which is non not equity boring. So you have to take the equity away from your home. Y yeah. Yeah. And and. And when we were looking at feature at a time, I mean, if you're doing a renovation today, we were looking at feature at a time. One of the things that comes to mind is the doors. And, and, right. all, and you know, f for my homework, I was looking at the Home Depot site and looking at the different size doors and, and, and costs. And, and, and the cost of, the, of, of a little bit larger door isn't very much money. Like, it, it's marginal. And... And so if you're doing a renovation anyways, why wouldn't you do it so that your home becomes more usable for yourself? I mean, just sold a home not too long ago, and, and it had a larger front doorway. And I don't think it was for disability reasons at all. Whoever put that front door in just picked it because they liked uh, a wider front door. And my buyer, when we, they didn't even... They didn't even realize it at first, actually, they, uh, that it was any different. But when we went back for a second visit is when they noticed it. And they said, and, and these folks, they're, they're young. There's, they're, they're, they're not having any trouble going upstairs or anything. But as soon as they saw it, 
they looked at each other and when they noticed it and said, oh, you know that couch? And so they had bought a couch that was just a pain in the neck to get in the place they're in. And, and of all the things they're moving, they're thinking of this one sofa and how what, what a nightmare it will be to move it. And they looked at that door and they said, oh my goodness, this is just going to fit through. And they were so relieved just for moving purposes. Right. Who hasn't done that? Who hasn't been in the middle of a move trying to jam a, a mattress or something or a piece of furniture through a, a narrower door and yeah. thinking, oh my goodness, that's you know, and and why not do that from the beginning? Do you mm-hmm. know it doesn't cost builders any money to do that? Well, I- as far as uh, when they're building the home, as far as the framing and all that, if yeah. if they just put it as part of their plans, where those where those two by fours get uh, put for framing, uh, that doesn't make a difference at all, does and, it? And the law requires builders actually to offer an accessibility option in terms of wider doorways without any upcharges. So. But it, uh, without any upcharges. Without any upcharge. Oh, okay. That's part of the law, accommodating a disability under the okay. Human Rights Code and the, um, you know, the AODA. You are not allowed to upcharge for a wider door related to accessibility. It, it'd be interesting if we had a builder here right now just to say, what, why aren't you just doing all the doors the same? And then, and then you don't have to adjust anything. Nothing. It's just you don't even have to have that conversation. They're already done. And you know what? It's it's better for everyone. Moving furniture, you know, getting out in an emergency. A wider door is always better. Mm-hmm. Always, you know, you've got um, more space. It's it makes yeah. sense in so many ways. I don't know. I don't know why every home is is not built that way now. No. Not yet. It, not we w- yet. But maybe maybe yeah. people, if happen to be listening to this program, builders, mm-hmm. will think about it. Mm-hmm. And and I've mar- I mentioned every time, and I'll mention him, him again because it's worth mentioning. But yeah. Mark Rollins. Yeah who did Ryerson Commons, uh, so many of the features he put in his his uh, homes there were uh, with accessibility in mind, and and people loved it. Mm-hmm. And they, you don't see a lot of people um, with for sale signs in that area. No, I've people, been people combing that area, looking for a place, yeah. and it never comes for people sale. People love living there. They shared a Guildcrest Homes, another one. Mm-hmm. It's a uh, kind of a... Uh, uh, factory built home mm-hmm. uh, they will do that without any difficulty mm-hmm. and I, I think most of them if you ask I don't know if they have a policy as yet they will have to at some point mm-hmm. but yeah it will be come good. so funding we, we and l- like you mentioned there's the Easter Seal funding it's a, a lower amount you said up to $3,000 that's right for any disability upgrades, and that's for children only? Children. Child- children for children only. with disabilities only. What else is out there, Carol Ann, for funding to uh, improve your home to make it accessible? Well, there's something called Renovate Northumberland. This is a local uh, funding pot. Um, so homeowners who need repairs to their home or accessibility upgrades, and it's mostly for folks who have a lower income, but it's, you know, it's not limited to accessibility, and it, it can include things like upgrades to heating systems, electrical systems, chimneys, doors and windows, foundations, roofs, walls, floors and ceilings, plumbing, toilet replacement, water heater, septic system, and well water drilling. And, and specifically for accessibility, it can be for ramps, handrails, chair and bath lifts, height adjustments to countertops, cues for doorbells and fire alarms. And that, um, through the county, um, it's actually 
a, pro a provincial program that municipal municipalities adopt themselves. So they to can help. choose to adopt them or not. They can, and Northumberland has, and and kudos to them for for doing that. And it, it it's a it's a really good program. And it's used to be through CMHC called the RAP program, mm -hmm. but it's now renovate Northumberland. So it provides assistance in the form of a forgivable loan for mm -hmm. home repairs to a maximum of twenty five thousand dollars. But I think you have to stay in the home for ten years, and then you don't pay anything. That twenty five thousand dollars is forgiven, which is a really decent amount of money. Um, and with you know we. Homes are expensive, oh, yeah. and they're expensive to maintain, and we have lots of older homes in Northumberland. This is a really good that's program. A, that's a great program. And, and uh, what, what would be the criteria? Do you know the criteria for being uh, able to um, be successfully get one of this, uh, these grants? Or, well, or I, there, there are quite a few of them. But if you go to northumberlandcounty.ca, um, you'll will be brought to that page um, and just renovate Northumberland and you can actually, there's buttons to submit your expression of interest, click here. I should mention too, there is a, a grant, a full-on grant for an accessibility upgrade of under $5,000. Now, this is for folks with lower incomes. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm... I so I'm thinking this whole um, Northumberland grant is likely geared towards uh, a lower income. Absolutely. Uh, uh, homes, yeah. And for people who are looking at accessibility renovations, remember if you apply, please use your medical expenses to deduct off your total income. Most programs will allow for that. People don't realize how people have with disabilities have huge medical expenses. I think mine last year were $32,000. The year before that were $96,000. That's unfunded by any program. That's out of pocket. That's after everybody has, you know, wow. paid. So, so that, yeah. you know, and, and so you may have a decent income, but if you have $30,000 in medical expenses, suddenly you find yourself in the low income range. Yeah. And so p I want p folks to understand that that's possible in, in some cases. So a good, a good accountant. Someone who's on top of these things. Well, not all accountants are on top of these things. There, uh, I think yeah. there is one accountant, Jerry Ford, in the area who himself has a disability and so is very familiar with um, disability um, ins and outs of the tax situation. But no, not all accountants are, actually. I do my own taxes because the last account I went to said it was t too much to figure okay. out. It is really complicated. And is Jerry, is Jerry active right now taking on new clients? No, I, Do you I'm know? not uh, sure. He was the last time I spoke with mm -hmm. him. I'm not sure if he is, but he's fantastic and yeah. he really knows his stuff. Neat. Okay. Um, so that's one, that's, 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 that's one a area. really good source. Uh, and, you know, that, and that's a good source for people with disabilities or not uh, just people with a low income. There's another program mm -hmm. out there called March of Dimes, and we're all familiar with yeah. March of Dimes, but they have something called Home and Vehicle Modification Program, and it, you know, to help with accessibility, um, and there's a $15,000 possible grant for a vehicle modification, for example, wheelchair lift, lowered floor, raised ceiling, that kind of thing, mm -hmm. and a possible $15,000 uh, grant for home renovations. Now, the qualifier, it, again, it's, f it's focused more for lower-income folks, mm -hmm. less than $30,000. So, and it excludes a lot of people in that. There has been some criticism because folks are saying, well, if I have an income of $30,000, I'm not likely to have a car or own a home. 
Um, yeah. And so that limits the pool, you know. But funny enough, the pool does get exhausted quite often, but it's a really good one. And think again about those medical expenses. If you did, And they, I know, allow you to deduct medical expenses off your total income. So really, you know, in my case, for example, if um, I have $30,000 in medical expenses, potentially I would not start to be cut back until, you know, the if the income were $60,000. And that's in the realm of the possible for, for some people. And so that's a good program. Now, you can only do a home renovation once in a lifetime. With March of Dimes. With March of Dimes and a vehicle modification once every 10 years. You know, they don't want you going back to the the funding pool, you know, more often than... than yeah, yeah, and 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 that makes sense. You have to have some li- uh, limitations, uh, just so that you have enough money to go around for everyone, right? That's correct. Yeah. That's correct. There is also called something called, and it's a f- I believe a federal program, garden suites. And I, I don't know if you've ever heard of these I, bef- I before. Ha- I'm not sure I've heard of this program. No. So, and there are. It's kind of under the the heading of. Um, uh, sort of home grants program, but for housing for a person with a disability or senior, you are allowed to um, have what's called a garden suite, which is mm-hmm. sort of separate from your house, but it's right. got to be temporary. I don't know how temporary, but there are um, $25,000 grants for such a thing to house somebody, but it has to be for low income rent. So you have to charge less than, or, at, you know, up to market value, but less than, um, traditional rent. So if you, if, if I want to, um, put one of these garden suites on my property right. and rent it out at, at, uh, you know, a low income right. level, right. so so affordable, something right. affordable, right? And then I could get a grant. You could, and I mean, twenty five thousand is not exactly what you may get. There's you know, there's all kinds of situations. Mm-hmm. For example, if you happen to be a builder using um, several garden suites or several units, for example, you know, there are larger grants um, to help. Government brought this program in to encourage. Um, affordable housing. And okay. so if any of the builders out there find themselves with some land available and uh, there are grants to assist in the construction of um, some affordable homes. So this, I- yeah, so once again, this is a program not necessarily um, channeled for people with uh, disabilities and needing accessibility only, but it certainly could include them. Right. Now, there is Enabling Accessibility Fund for Small Products, Projects. Well, Caroline? In the same category. Can we, we we're, we're past our break already. Oh, I can't yeah, believe it. Yeah, I know. It happens it's to us so fast. all the time. So we'll, we'll pick up right from here. Okay. And when we get, when we get back, folks, you've been listening to Reality Realty Northumberland, 89.7 FM's local real estate talk. Join us after this break. And we'll be continuing on with looking at funding available for improving your home to make it more accessible for people with disabilities. And and as we've seen, it um, even can apply to uh, someone without a disability in some cases. Be right back.
Welcome back. This is Northumberland 89.7 FM's Reality Realty with Dale Bryant. And our guest this morning is Carol Ann Bell-Smith. And we're looking at the best ways to make your home accessible for living. And in specific, we start off uh, today's show with looking at funding that could be available. Because as Carol Ann, as you mentioned, the it costs so much. Uh, there's so many expenses in, in making a home uh, accessible potentially and then you couple that with your medical expenses and and it just it just can be overwhelming I I had to I just I cut you off there just before break and I apologize but I, I know it's like we were way over our break time and so where were we at that point Caroline I think we were talking about affordable housing grants but yeah. it's so it, the time goes by so fast yeah I know I don't know what's <laughs> I know. You blink and it's there gone. goes a half an hour. So, so the, I think the one grant I was talking about, the Government of Canada um, has one called the Enabling Accessibility Fund for Small Projects. Yes. A grant funding up to $100,000 for things like um, community accessibility, community spaces, that kind of thing. So it's not necessarily your personal home at all. But for um, groups out there considering making their spaces uh, or a wor- there's a workplace stream. So for folks who are thinking of employing people with disabilities, there are grants there to help. And, and you said that important. one's up to 100000 Up to $100,000. So that's pretty impressive. Yeah, that's so that that's more for public places uh, that we might go to in town or or like you said, a business could e- a, a business could even say I, we'd like to make our business facility uh, more accessible, and and they potentially could qualify. It's true, and a lot of these are through CMHC, the Canada Mortgage and Housing Corporation. Um, their program for ex- affordable housing. They have a, a seed funding, for example, financial assistance to support activities that help facilitate the creation of new affordable housing units. And that seed funding can go up to $200,000. So I, I want to see builders in this area really stand up and say, you know, we're building these beautiful homes and they're fantastic. But you know what? Here's an opportunity um, for folks to, you know, do the right thing build some affordable housing units and make a more diverse community, mm-hmm. you know. And, and when you think about it, how many people from the GTA and Durham are coming here in their retirement years? And so they're, <coughs> they're not necessarily people starting a young family. They're, they're people that maybe are getting around just fine today, but they're, they're, in, their, they're in their later years. They're retiring or about to retire. And, and before you know it, they may have some limitations and and that's not really when you want to move i mean that's when sometimes you do move bec- for necessity but that's not necessarily when you want to move that's when you want something to stay constant and familiar in your life while other things in your body are changing absolutely yeah absolutely one just to go back a little bit to mm-hmm. doorways we keep talking about doorways i want to just illustrate the difference I, I had to um, increase a doorway one time, and it was it was close to three thousand dollars. Now that house, if it were just built with a larger doorway, mm-hmm. that's three thousand dollars. Now think about that multiplied by it the number have, of doors yeah. that you need in your home to it be could widened. Have, it could have been it could have been ten bucks for the door itself yeah. only because the framing wouldn't been any different. Uh, the hardware is no different. It, it could have just been maybe the ten dollar difference, if that. 
uh, when when you start to look at builder prices, right? That's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. What a, what a shame. But then when you're inc- increasing that door size, you're taking off all the trim. You're you're changing the framework, the structural framework of that door, retrimming it, putting the nor- new door in. Looking uh, at the flooring because you've created a yes, wider gap. Yep. Do you have to replace <coughs> all the flooring then? Or can so you patch it? So it could it get more than $3,000. Yeah. And if you you happen to be in a type of flooring that you can't patch, mm-hmm. for example, if it's a, a porcelain or ceramic where it's difficult to cut in and without breaking tiles and can you still get the same tiles and that kind of thing, you may be looking at having to replace an entire floor because of one door. Mm-hmm. So I, d- I keep hammering on this. Yeah. You know. It, well, it's just a really good example yeah. of, of, of the direction we could go in and, and what has to be done when we don't go in that. So, I mean, we've, we've covered, is that, that's pretty much covers the uh, funding? P- it pretty much covers the funding, yeah. except for there are a couple of little um, resources that I'll mention. Uh, one is Silver Cross and Whitby, wonderful organization. Mm-hmm. And they deal in, um, they have some new equipment, but they also deal in used equipment. People with disabilities, sometimes, you know, they move, they pass away, something happens, they sell their home. And these folks come in and take away disability equipment, refurbish it, and resell it at a, a much lower price than brand new. And some of the equipment, you know, is in terrific condition. Mm-hmm. And they're good folks. I, I, I deal with them personally, and I know um, they're interested in helping people. And so I really like that company a lot. And that's Silver Cross in Whitby, you yes, said. Yes, that's correct. And and if you're listening to the show and you just didn't have a chance to write things down or or y- you thought you could remember and you don't, you can always you can always contact me at the end and and I can uh, I can give you the information or or possibly even um, would you be willing to have somebody give you a call, Carol Ann? Sure. Yeah, sure. If, somebody if needs you're looking for some help, and, and and I know we didn't discuss this before, but I just know what you're all about, and I figured you'd likely say, yeah, you were you were good with that. So, I mean, just to, just to recap the funding, there's some available. I'm maybe a, a little underwhelmed with what is available, yeah. uh, but you know what? Uh, it's it's good that there's a start. There, it's good that there's something there, and and like you said, maybe maybe in the future our governments um, will change things. And and if you're if you're the kind of person who likes to uh, to remind your politician of what's important, that's a great thing to mention. There's actually I just thought of another one. The Rotary Club has been a real friend to people with disabilities, mm. and I know they do have an accessibility fund and they do help the odd individual. I know that's quite true. And there is one more charity, the Pre- President's Choice Charity, and they have helped families, I believe, with accessible transportation vans, that kind of thing. Those are the two that kind of leap to mind. Really good mm-hmm. folks that uh, are doing some good work in the community. Now, let, let that that makes me think about something else. And, and this isn't necessarily real estate in the sense of moving or, or renoing, but it's real estate in the sense of making the real estate you're in work for you and and that is just their services where people can uh, people can come in and help you make what you have work better correct um 
occupational therapists really good at doing that mm -hmm. for sure and you know that can be accessed through home care or privately or if you have private insurance they're very very good at that in terms of companies there are consultants out there um, it's very very important though to stay completely involved um, because disabilities are not all the same mm -hmm. and things change new um, equipment new ways of doing things come in uh, you want to be sure that that particular consultant you work with has the latest, greatest information. They, right. And there's a saying called, nothing about us without us, and that's kind of in the disability movement, that a person with a disability needs to be involved at every step, rather than someone coming in and saying, okay, here's what we're going to do. An occupational therapist is the perfect person to, you know, assess you, identify what your needs are, and identify what needs to happen to fix those. Mm -hmm. So why don't we get into, are, are we ready to get into the actual buying and selling of a home when you have a disability and accessibility um, challenges to consider? Absolutely. Can I tell you uh, one example sure. of, the, of the power of universal design? So I, I bought a house at one time in my life, and, and this was back when real estate prices were a little lower, because this was actually in the GTA, so okay. keep that in mind. And I bought a home for $160,000. Um, homes in the area were going for a lot more than that, but it had an institutional kind of disability renovation. Okay. Um, and so it had good bones. I mean, it had a lovely graduating path coming up to the door. It actually had an elevator and automatic doors, so it was just, you know, perfect for someone with a mobility challenge. Uh, and I went in, but it looked awful. It had been for sale for a year and a half, and, and they'd kept reducing the price and reducing the price. Came in, and I did a, um, a universal design renovation. And it didn't take much money at all, maybe $20,000, which is enough mm -hmm. for sure. And I sold the house maybe, I don't know, it was about a year and a half later for about close to 250000 And the house prices had not gone up at all in that time. That is the difference between universal design and a institutional type accessibility renovation. It is incredible. Um, and so people who came into the home to see it after the renovation had been done and, and uh, when I sold it, couldn't didn't know it was mm -hmm. universally, ex except for the elevator, of course. I mean, that you would see the elevator. For sure. But, so that's important, and good bones. Mm -hmm. The house had good bones. So so, so that, that speaks to the selling side. Right. That speaks to um, when you're making your home accessible for someone with a disability, you have a choice. You have a choice to make it as you said, institutional looking, so very functional, uh, very functional. I think that's about it. Absolutely. Th and or you can make it functional, and and consider some design elements at the same time, and have the same functionality, but not lose any value for a next potential buyer. And Dale, it doesn't cost any more money, and okay. and I think maybe people out are thinking. Well, okay, but you know, you, you need what you need. Um, and if you're going to put all these design elements, maybe that's going to cost a fortune. It doesn't. You can do it for the same money. Yeah, it's just a little bit of thought involved. Yes. And 
But I can imagine that there there could be some people out there, Carol Ann, you know, they're they're dealing with they're dealing with this new disability, either themselves or it's a family member, somebody under the same roof as them. Mm-hmm. And already, you know, life life is changing so much and there's so many new things to consider. And then when it comes down to, oh, we need to be able to do this now in the home, I can see how that you just want, you just feel like you need to get the job done, done now. And, and, and maybe people don't say, you know, okay, I just need to do some Google searching on this and, and I oh. need to, I, I'm going to look into it because whoever needs it needs it yesterday. Right. They could have a yeah. spinal cord injury. They could be at Lindhurst waiting for housing, waiting for their home to be made. And, and that's not the time where you really care about these kinds of things. Yeah. But if you're but you dealing will later. You absolutely yeah. will. But if you're dealing with a company who knows the principles of universal design, you will have no trouble. So if I can say, if nothing else you take out of the program, that ask about universal design and anyone who's helping you with a disability renovation. Yeah, or, or you just know of a friend, someone in your community you know who's going through this right now. Right. Just just drop them an I- I- idea that, hey, listen, I've, I've I know about this universal design concept and and it's going to save you a lot of money in your investment, your home investment later. For a big renovation like that, most, a lot of folks would have come to that place maybe from a car accident, a spinal cord injury, and often with that carries a, you know, a, a substantial insurance settlement and the insurance company would come in and, you know, organize those renovations or hire someone to do that and that's maybe the time to say okay we want the principles of universal design applied so it'd be nice if your insurer if your insurance broker or whoever you're using for your whole your your insurance if they would be aware of it and they would that's a message they would automatically pass on or what about the people right in the hospitals that if they had some information, you know, sometimes you, you have an issue and the doctor sends you off and they send you off with a little brochure with checklists. Wouldn't it be nice if there was a, a little heads up at different points along the road that say, hey, you know, you're likely going to be do that, going to be doing this. For the sake of protecting your investment, consider this. Consider universal design. I hope at one point Universal Design will be part of the building code. Yeah, and we wouldn't won't. Wouldn't that be fantastic? Yeah, and, and we, we won't even, even be worried about it. Be worried about it. But a spinal cord injury, the hospitals are actually, I mean, if you're going to a rehab hospital, for example, they're very, very good at helping you, you know, make those transitions, uh, that sort of thing. One little point to remember, and uh, for all of the audience out there, whoever is your insurer, your car or home insurance, please look into the disability portion or the accident benefit portion and honestly buy the top amount don't you will never be sorry about it if you don't have disability insurance get it it's worth it in a million years i never thought i would be in a wheelchair i wouldn't i would have been the last person i would have thought who would ha- be in a wheelchair but you never know mm-hmm. what happens and I, I can't tell you how important mortgage insurance i i know you know that's a controversial topic and mm-hmm. i'm not saying people should but think about it because if something happens to you that you are unable to work 
um, how would your family be looked after? And if it's f- only just a few dollars, it's certainly worth it. But absolutely for accident benefits, mm-hmm. um, for your motor vehicle insurance, or if there's for your homeowner's insurance, it is worth upgrading on those those types of things. Well, Caroline, we're going to take our last break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about some of the personal things maybe we've experienced in the past about buying a home and and with accessibility in mind uh so folks uh don't don't go away you've been listening to reality realty northumberland 89.7 fm's local real estate talk join us after this break and there'll be more to come Welcome back. This is your local real estate forum, Northumberland 89.7 FM's Reality Realty with Dale Bryant. And our guest today is Carol Ann Bell-Smith. And we're focusing now, Carol Ann, on the journey of buying a home with accessibility in mind. And I think we can just purely go off of personal experience on this one, can't we? I think we can, but and this is where it's going to get really interesting. Yes, because we we've we've done that together, haven't we? We have. Dale has seen things that he never thought he would see, and maybe never hopes to see again. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's that's not that's not that's not true. Right? You know what? We we whenever we go and we look at homes, we have a good time. We have a good time, and uh, I, every time we get a chance to learn more about, I get a, a chance to learn a little bit more about. Um, accessibility considerations and we both are learning about homes the whole time so what what would what would you say are some notable takeaways as we shop for homes with accessibility in mind first of all travel with someone who um, is physically capable of (laughs) helping you into these homes because of course they're not accessible mm-hmm. and so as Dale has found out um, he's practicing his real estate ninja yeah. uh, dragging manual wheelchairs upstairs and <laughs> hauling Carol <laughs> if you can just picture this into and out of homes that um, I are very difficult to get in and out of and so yeah. Dale does not have to go to the gym that day no nope. which is very good get, get a little <laughs> workout and 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 but you have uh, a great support team as well, right? And and so different people, and and that's that's what to expect if you're if you have a disability, and you're looking at something that hasn't been made with this with uh, accessibility in mind. I mean, some people won't be able to. Period. Some people oh. just won't be able to momentarily get out of their chair, or they'll have disabilities that they're just not able to go in. And in which case then we'd, we'd be looking at uh, potentially trying to video uh, some things in the home and get more details for that person. But but um, you do. You bring some people with you. and uh, We've got a suitcase ramp, which is great. And mm-hmm. in fact, for f- places who you know don't have too many steps, just one step, for example, you can just get a suitcase ramp. I think I got mine on eBay for $125, folds in half, and you can carry it around. And so if you only need it for one step, it can go down and up. You can go. Most homes, though, have more than one step. And so we're always looking for, you know, the easiest way in with the fewest amount of 
of steps. And you can get these suitcase mm-hmm. ramps that are 12 feet, 20 feet long. You can. So if you had a home that you were really interested in, you could certainly you could certainly rent one of those uh, ramps. But it's it's not easy. It's and, not easy. And, what I, and one takeaway for me is if, if you are a home seller and you happen to find out or notice that somebody is coming in to your home who has a disability and requires uh, accessibility features, um, you should be encouraged because the work, the effort to view that home by that person, we, we know they're a serious buyer. Oh, if in fact, we vet homes. You know, I, I'm an avid realtor.ca yeah, searcher. you're a junkie. I am a junkie. <laughs> I'm first thing in the morning, last thing at night, new house comes on the market, I know what it is, and of course I'm texting Dale, oh, look at this home, and, yeah. and Dale's like, Carol, just a minute. <laughs> How about we take a look at whether this will actually work? He's yeah. now got to the point where he can tell me better than I can whether the house will work or not. Well, you whether I should bother, because it's a Herculean effort to, to view a home, yeah, for sure. Yeah, It's Herculean. There's no question. I mean, it costs me, you know, I'm, I've got to dislocate something. I've got to, you know, I'll be in pain terrifically that night. So Dale is very good at being able to sort of pre-vet homes that may have, um, you know, issues that I hadn't even thought of. Yeah, and, 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 uh, and, and <laughs> it's, it's almost... Like one of the challenges when we work together is you are so optimistic. <laughs> you are so optimistic, and and you are looking at the sunny side all the time, and which is great. Uh, that's a great thing about you. But I, I I I mean you 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 can very easily fall in love with just about any home, can't you? I do. <laughs> I I think this is the house. This is the, I, I'll usually say to Dale, this is how it goes. Dale, I really feel this is the house. We're coming to the house. And Dale's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and you know what? I'm hopeful too. Uh, and like I've said to people before, I, I'm optimistic. I'm a Toronto Maple Leaf fan. And uh, <laughs> you have to be optimistic. But, uh, but yeah, it, it, it is interesting. And, and so the whole process of viewing a home has challenges. And, and, and what are you finding are the what what are you finding are the biggest deal breakers as we're looking at homes together raised bungalow will not work there is no way to be able to make it work um, because when you first come in the door you've got a flight of stairs going up a flight of stairs going down certainly you can put a mobility um, lift either a wheelchair lift or a stair glide but your wheelchair if you're in a power wheelchair anyway you really need that one as your main mobility aid and so I if you had to use it that much um, first of all mechanic anything mechanical breaks Mm -hmm. and is expensive to repair so for sure off off the the mark is is any raised bungalow is really no good a two-story has a staircase and it's so it can be used with either a stair glide or a wheelchair lift mm-hmm. for example that that operates like a stair glide you drive the wheelchair on and up it goes again you're relying on mechanics so that's a risk and i know firsthand how expensive and how often mechanical things break so best scenario of course is always a bungalow Mm-hmm. Not that many of them around. Square footage is really important. You've got to have bigger spaces, a five-foot turning radius, um, you know, wh- any room uh, that you go into. And if I can give a piece of advice for people listening who have their homes on the market right now, 
cluttered um, homes just don't work. If we go to see a home and, and folks have, you know, got lots of furniture and they're narrow spaces, I mean, any not only will you stub your toe on whatever piece of furniture is impeding you if it's less than 36 inches or even 34 inches, folks with disabilities just won't be able to get into the next room, which, you know, it kind of puts you off. And mm-hmm. so that's something to think about. Yeah, and if, if you're working with a stager at all, getting your home ready, I, I mean, even if the stager isn't thinking of accessibility for a moment, uh, they're, they're going to recommend to get rid of a lot of uh, needless pieces. And, and that can be a challenge too. You know, where do you put them? Well, do you, do you have friends or family that have a basement that you can uh, store something or uh, it might be in your own basement neatly tucked into a corner or it could be a garage as well. But yeah, that's, that's good advice for just any home being, being sold as well. So the, um, other challenges, other challenges that we're running into as we see a home that could be a, a deal breaker. Well, these narrow doorways are, you know, something that I really didn't expect. We, we've seen a lot of homes, and I think probably this go around, I've seen more homes than I've ever seen mm-hmm. on, a, on a search for a home. And I'm amazed that virtually every home we've seen has these 24-inch doors. I've never seen anything like it. And it doesn't even work for an average person. I see people turning sideways as they're going through the door. You know, mm-hmm. we're not all, um, yeah. you know. Yeah, I- I- exactly. Uh, doors or shower doors. How many how many shower uh, enclosures have we seen that, uh, I mean, I, I couldn't just walk in face on because my shoulders would hit both sides. I have to do a little angle. Or there's no light in said shower. Yes. Which means that not only did you turn sideways to get in, you get in, you can hardly turn around and, you know, if you want to need to reach for for your soap or shampoo. It's a sour no dungeon. It's, it's a sour cave. And what a shower, not a sour. <laughs> well, a, it's pretty sour a, too. A sour shower <laughs> cave, yeah. And, I mean, if you ever drop the soap, what happens then? Oh, yeah. And, well, in... And we haven't seen a home like this, but there there are shower stalls out there, Carol Ann, that uh, uh, if I if I reached up to put shampoo in my hair, I'd be hitting both my elbows. I mean, I don't even know why they make them that small, but it must it, it must really challenge somebody's good nature if they have to use that every day. I could get in, but you'd need the jaws of life to get me out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's, it, it is it is surprising. And, and my own home, my own home has um, uh, the ensuite from the master ba- uh, bedroom to the, um, to the ensuite bath. For some reason, there's a smaller door on there. And, and some of the times, I mean... That's another big thing. If you're a person buying a home with accessibility in mind, you have to approach it with the mindset of compromise, don't you? Absolutely. And 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 trying to visualize what you can do, but let's go back to doors. Uh, every time we see a narrow door, you're imagining what? 
well, I'm counting dollars is what I'm doing. I'm thinking, okay, there's a couple of thousand, and, mm -hmm. and okay, there's a narrow door to get into the closet. Well, okay, maybe that one's less. Maybe I could do that for 1500 But is you it know? even doable? Is it doable? And can you even turn around? Because uh, if it's a hallway, narrow hallways, deal breaker, don't, they don't work. You'd go to turn into a bedroom, the back wheels swing and will hit the back of the hall, so mm -hmm. the hall wall. So the narrow doorways are um, a deal breaker. And, of course, let's not even talk about galley kitchens. Who who do they work for? Mm -hmm. Does it work for anybody? Uh, even a person with a disability, for sure it doesn't work. I know that. But an average person, you open the oven door and it pretty much touches the dishwasher. How does that work? Yeah, yeah. You're, you're, opening, you're opening the oven door from the side instead of straight on, which is awkward and dangerous for anybody. Your arm is reaching over the hot oven. It's, uh, it doesn't make a lot of sense. And islands, which are quite popular right now, um, mm -hmm. and we've seen a lot of homes with islands, some of them well-placed and that work very, very well, but some of them placed too close to um, the, you know, the counters or the fridge. Or an store. appliance, yeah, and, yeah. and it's just there's no room to get in between. Uh, sometimes, I, so compromise is a big thing, and, and right. sometimes people look at, uh, we can look at those islands and say, oh, this one's a movable island. The floor is finished under it. Right. it. We can move that slightly. But then, you know, some of them have electricity to them, which, which is a great feature, but that's pretty good indication they're not movable. Not and anywhere. And if it's poorly placed, it's poorly placed. I we get it, though. I get it. People are trying to take advantage of every square foot they can and if you're in a smaller home you know you've got challenges mm -hmm. but maybe make the island a little bit smaller yeah yeah you know. just so you have room around it and clear the 36 inches it's good for everyone it's good for toes it's good for you know people with mobility aids it's good for everyone so we've we've also had we've had some funny humorous moments when like we're just not the standard buyer no are we not at all yeah we, we you so you i would say one of the things um is put on your best sense of humor absolutely <laughs> we could have a reality show i mean it would be the funniest thing ever the angles of you know Dale has seen things, I'm sure, <laughs> that he was looking around for the bleach for his eyes, I'm sure. <laughs> but, you know, you yeah, do have to keep a sense of humor. You really yeah. do. You have to look at the funny side because, you know, some of it's hard, you yeah. know, really hard. And, and so. And it, and it can be, uh, it could be discouraging too because after you see home and home again and it's just not going to work out, I mean, uh, m me personally, I, I just believe that the right home is going to happen at the right time. And, uh, and who's the optimist? <laughs> yeah. But, but it, it can be, I mean, it's it can be discouraging for anyone when right. you're looking for the right home. For sure. If it's not showing up fast enough for, your, you know, what you would have been comfortable with. Well, add the fact that you're looking for accessibility. Or you fall in love with this house, which has happened a few yeah, times, yeah. that I absolutely love it, except for one little thing that's a deal breaker. You think, okay. Or we love it and we put an offer on it and, you know, we get outbid. I know that you don't have to have a disability for that to happen. No. And I get how much that stings. Yeah, for sure. Well, Carolyn, we're... 
we're at we're at the end of our our three part series here, and I just want to thank you so much. Uh, what a what a great series! What an enlightening series! This has been enlight. I believe this has been enlightening for for people who maybe are just just finding out that some of their their some limitations are entering their lives or people who have family members or friends that that's happening to or maybe you have a friend with a disability and you've never really thought much about why why am why aren't i not uh thinking about accessibility on my next rental of my house so enlightening that way and uh, and and entertaining well, I just want to say thank you to Dale for having me. This is really testimony to you um, and your willingness to put in the effort, the the incredible, unbelievable, beyond all description effort to work with a client such as myself. Dale is now officially the accessible real estate agent for Northumberland County and for folks who are aging, um, aging in place or looking for a home. He's the gentleman that you should speak to. I mean, I don't know too many people who will haul wheelchairs upstairs and um, lift rather large six foot one disabled women, uh, <laughs> um, you know, where they need to go. And um, there are lots of great real estate agents, and I know that. However, this individual goes above and beyond um, what any real estate agent I've ever worked with has done, and I've worked with quite a few. So if you're looking for someone who will um, take a super ethical and compassionate view of the situation, this is your gentleman here, Dale wow. Bryant. Carol Ann, thank you so much, and, and it is a, it's absolutely a pleasure working with you and Cliff, absolutely. And folks, that's the end of our show. If you have any questions or comments about today's show or for any real estate questions, feel free to contact me by emailing dale at dalebryant.ca and join me next Thursday from 11 a.m. till 12 noon for Reality Realty on Northumberland 89.7 FM, Truly Local Radio. Until next week, folks. Serving Northumberland County as a not-for-profit, volunteer-run community radio station, this is CFWN-FM, Northumberland 89.7. Northumberland 89.7, your truly local news source. Northumberland 89.7 is your